0: Happy Sunday. Welcome to The Politocrat. I'm Omar Moore. It is Sunday, March the 22nd, 2020. And thank you for listening. How are you? How are you feeling? And what is your outlook on this Sunday? There is a lot of information out there. And sometimes there is an overload of information. So before I get started on this edition of The Politocrat, I just want to remind you of the basics when it comes to, obviously, not only just what's going on now with the pandemic, but also the kinds of information or the kinds of people I think you should be paying closer attention to in terms of the kinds of important information that you will be getting. Wash your hands and wash them often. 20 seconds each time. Soap and warm or hot water. Make sure that you do really wash your hands thoroughly over those 20 seconds. Very important that you do. Make sure that you do not touch your face when you've sneezed or or anything like that. And if you are going to touch your face, make sure that you have at least washed your hands before you've touched your face. And I know that that can be very difficult, but it is an important thing carry tissues with you, Kleenex or whatever it might be, so that when you sneeze, you sneeze into tissues. If you don't have tissues, then sneeze into your elbow. At this point, even sneezing into your hands is a risky thing if you are out in public. Unless, because you can easily touch something with your hands that you sneezed into or coughed into. And that, if you don't realize it, is the quickest way to spread germs and bacteria. Whether or not you are infected with this virus on any given day. Pandemic or no pandemic. So make sure that you, if you're going to sneeze... In public, remember to sneeze into your elbow. Then when you get home, you can clean off your clothing or disinfect it or you can wipe it and and scrub it. That is if you don't have any wipes with you. If you do have tissues with you, make sure to sneeze into your tissues And make sure that you throw those tissues away. What I am telling you is coming from the World Health Organization. And I know the CDC has been talking about some of this too. But any information like this that you are hearing from me. Is coming directly from the World Health Organization. And as I have said before. You can follow the W-H-O on Twitter and other social media platforms. And they are at W-H-O. Their website is W-H-O dot dot int. That's W-H-O dot If you aren't feeling well, if you feel like you've got flu-like symptoms, because this is flu season, this is very important. If you aren't feeling too good, please stay home. In fact, people across the United States of America, in fact, people across the world should be staying home at this point. And make sure that you do self-quarantine. Because at least in the United States, there is not very much testing going on at all. It's been very slow. It's going to continue to pick up. And what is happening is that here in the United States, non-essential peoples, in other words, well, like, let me rephrase that. People who are not seriously ill or seriously sick are not being tested at the moment. People who are asymptomatic are not being tested at the moment. Only the most needy and the most severely affected and those who are of older ages of older vintage, shall we say, are being tested at the moment. So at this time, it is essential for those of you who either may have some symptoms or, you know, a flu, just, the, you know, regular things, just to stay home, just like you normally would. This is nothing different. Um, if you aren't feeling well, you go home if you can, of course, because, of course, people do need to work. But now, you know, as you you know, the orders to work now are changing rapidly across the country because of this virus. It is spreading. And so here in California, at least, the governor has issued a statewide stay at home declaration, which is going to carry on now for several weeks in New York state. I believe it was on Friday. Governor Andrew Cuomo Did the same thing, ordering non essential employees, all of them, not all non essential employees to stay home, 100% of them. So people pretty much have to stay home anyway. Remember, it is also important to eat healthy. I know that that's difficult, especially if you're not somebody who is used to doing that, you may not be situated near a food market that does specialize in more healthier foods. And this particularly applies to people who are lower income, working class, working poor, people who may just not be close or or closely situated to a place that has healthier food and of course the healthier food the more organic products that you see the organic products are more expensive so that's another disadvantage for people of the working class and working poor and and the poor so that's a challenge and I do recognize and understand that so it's very important To the best of your ability to eat healthy if you can. It really is because that is what will strengthen your immune system at this time. We do have a bad flu season. And then of course we have on top of that this virus. So it is even more important than ever before. To treat your immune system right. Especially if you haven't had a flu shot this year, the flu season stretches typically, at least to the best of my memory, from around September through April. So we are still in March, and so we still got another five weeks or so of flu season. So we've basically got five weeks. And one of the reasons that you are seeing sports leagues being closed, for example, the Premier League in in the United Kingdom of football, English football, the reason why the Premier League has closed its doors until April 30th, quite frankly, one of the reasons, apart from obviously things going on with the virus, is the flu season, is that they really have been told from UK Medical officers in Boris Johnson's government that this is the wisest course of action. And they've recommended, and they've also consulted with other football leagues, not just in the UK, but also in other places around the world. And so one of the things that they did last week is to suspend the season until April 30th at the earliest. So the reason I think April 30th, quite frankly, is because of this flu season really will come to an end at the end of next month. So all of that is to say that that you should be boosting your immune system, not just through April 30th, but throughout the whole year by eating healthier and As I've said numerous times, those healthier things would be amounts of vitamin C. I'd do tangerines and mandarins. Mandarins particularly are very good. Tangerines are very good. Uh, And they are in season, especially mandarins are in season. If you can get those from a grocery store, then please do so. Please do so. I strongly recommend that. If you can get blueberries, preferably organic ones, but if you can get blueberries at all, I would strongly recommend them from any grocery store. And they are really good sources of all the right things you need to help boost and strengthen your immune system. They aren't as sweet as some fruits, but the point is is that blueberries are enormously helpful and beneficial to you. So even if you Don't have mandarins or tangerines. Blueberries are essential. These are superfoods. They have omegas. They have omega-3s. They have all kinds of really good nutrients in them. That will definitely help to strengthen your immune system. I would also recommend on the fruit side any organic strawberries Those also have things in them that will be helpful to you. Those are some of the fruits I'd recommend. Grapefruits as well from the citrus family. So those are the fruits. As for the foodstuffs. As I've said many times. You will definitely want to look at wild fish. Salmon. Preferably. Also has a lot of really good things in it. That will be of benefit to you. And I'd recommend when you cook that wild salmon, whether it's wild Alaska or whatever it might be, um, that's wild fish, it's got to be wild, that you put it in your pan for about two and a half minutes on each side. That would be my recommendation. Maybe two and a half, three minutes max, if that. No more than three minutes aside, three minutes on the side that's where the salmon's exposed and maybe two or three minutes on the side where the skin is if you eat the salmon with the skin on it and I do. And it is it's okay to have the skin on there, but if you don't you can take that off. But the point is is that you should have the salmon and when you cook it, cook it for three minutes each side if you're doing it in a frying pan. I'd recommend that. If you want to bake it, of course you can put it in an oven, depending on how much salmon you've got, and put it in for a short time. The key thing is with salmon is that you want to be able to not put it in the pan for too long. Otherwise, what you will do is you will obviously either burn it and try, you will also limit the nutrients of it. I mean, you will, it will be dry, is what I'm trying to say. And dryness is not good. For salmon, you want salmon to be softer, you want salmon to be um, not not burnt, <laughs> put it that way. <laughs> that is not the thing you want. So you want to do each side of the salmon for about two to three minutes maximum. And I think that you will be very happy with that. So if you are not somebody who is used to eating fish, um, I suggest that you should... Try to do that. And I strongly recommend wild fish. I would stay away from anything farm raised. Things like tilapia. And I know people love tilapia. I know people love shrimp. There is wild shrimp out there. But I really recommend wild salmon. Anything. Any fish that is wild. But I would stay away from tilapia. I would stay away from any other farm raised type of fish. Because that. Has chemicals in it, has usually, you know, things that are not healthy for animals, let alone for human beings. So, you know, these fish are, are fed with certain things. So I would definitely stay away from farm raised fish. And if you can't afford the wild salmon, what I would suggest is canned fish. I mean, sardines, wild ones, I mean, pretty much they're wild. I would look for any kind of sardines in a tin. Those are good for you, and they should be wild as well. I recommend that you look for the tinned or canned sardines that are wild. And there should be some indication on the packaging, on the tin or the can itself, that the sardines are wild. You've got to make sure you look for that, though. Those are also very good foodstuffs. Those are very good for you. Sardines as well. So I would recommend them. Make sure they're wild though, preferably please. And if you buy a few cans or tins of that, you it will go a long way. And they aren't as expensive typically as, you know, they cost less, I should say, than wild salmon does. And both are really good sources. So if you have salmon in your grocery store um please buy it that is wild please make sure that it is wild and buy it and please make sure that if you if you don't like salmon for some reason or uh, you know can't afford salmon that's wild please buy some sardines you will find sardines to be of really good benefit they are very good as well So those are the foodstuffs. And really, fish is really where you need to be. Fish is really where you need to be. Uh, You know, um, and it is going to be the most helpful nutrient thing. All those meats that maybe you like, chicken, and I've sworn off chicken now. I've not touched chicken all year long so far, and it has made a big difference. And I am somebody who loves, loves, (laughs) who loves chicken, not fried chicken though. Oh, no, 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 fried chicken. I love chicken in general, but not fried chicken. I don't touch that. But I'm someone who would have chicken at least once a week, if not more. I adored it. And I have not touched it at all this year. And it has made a huge difference. And I have always eaten pretty healthy. And I've always eaten salmon. I've loved salmon forever. But I decided to get rid of chicken out of my diet completely this year. Now, later on in the year, with, turkey, with the turkey day that's going to come in November. And we'll see where we are, of course. In in November, a lot of things to be settled in that month here in the United States, at least. But maybe Turkey Day may be a challenge, but I am not going to be touching any kind of poultry, any kind of meat. I don't even eat meat anyway. I will not be touching that chicken at all. And, And so far, it's been really helpful. And you notice a difference in the way you feel and you exercise differently and you walk and you feel different. It's it's amazing. Now, everybody can't do that. Some people can. Some people it's a bit more. Others it's a bit more of a challenge. But particularly in these times, I would recommend slowing down your diet on chicken. I really would. I would totally recommend that. I really would. I mean, if you boil your chicken, I understand. But I would recommend... Lowering chicken from your diet, I really would, and focus more on fish and focus more particularly on organic fish on wild- excuse me on wild fish, you know, which is essentially organic, but wild fish and the recommendations I've made about fish really you really should stick to them, and you will it will change the way you feel for the better, quite frankly, and finally. When it comes to other foods, I'd say good pasta is recommended. I'd say any organic pasta as well. Brown pasta, um, linguine, you know, which is you know white pasta. I would recommend that, but the brown pasta is healthier, definitely healthier. So that would be the thing I'd really go for. I'd go for brown rice. I'd go for jasmine rice, basmati rice. As well. Those are all healthier types of rice. I would avoid white rice. As for carbs, yes, you can have some potatoes. I would do potatoes for sure. Um, I think that is helpful. But the pasta's definitely got carbs and is, is healthy for you as well. Vegetables, organic carrots, organic broccoli, organic green beans. Kale, preferably organic. Lettuce, anything green. Because it's got lots of iron in it. It's got lots of things in it that will strengthen your immune system. And those are my food tips for these times. The Politocrat is brought to you by the great people at Anchor. Anchor is such a great place to go if you want to get started in podcasting and it's easy and it's free. Anchor, marvelous stuff, marvelous. And I'm so grateful to the folks at Anchor for getting me going with the Politocrat. If you want to get going and be heard on Apple, on Spotify and everywhere podcasts can be, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started hadn't mentioned by the way drink <laughs> what What do you drink in these times well a little alcohol does not hurt I enjoyed some alcohol last night some red wine and it was terrific I think that drinking red wine once a week is not a bad thing some people recommend drinking it more often than that but I think drinking red wine once a week say one you know, weekend where you're drinking maybe one or two glasses of it I think is fine once a week now I am no surgeon general <laughs> I'm not trying to be one But I'm just advocating things that are healthier, have been demonstrably and scientifically been proven to be healthier, and things that will do you a lot of good on any given day of any week, not just during these times that we are living in. So those are some of the things. Wine, yes, people will drink beer, of course not as healthy um as some of these red wines are but beer is beer and who can complain about that especially in these times any alcohol i guess if you like alcohol um is is going to be something that you're going to drink obviously particularly now um but be careful of course um don't overdo it. <laughs> Gosh, I have sounded like a surgeon I have sounded like a surgeon general. Um only perhaps maybe more effective than he has been so far <laughs> in, in these times that we are living in. <laughs> and that uh brings me to some of the things that are going on now. And I just want to go through um a, a few things here. Because obviously, if you are watching the corporate news media, you are being inundated with a lot of scary headlines and a lot of numbers. And one of my other pieces of advice, and I may have mentioned this in previous iterations of The Politocrat, is to turn off the television. And I mean, specifically, let me be really clear about what I'm saying. The CNNs of the world, the Fox Newses of the world, the MSNBCs of the world, while they may be providing some information, they are providing a lot of fear. And granted, we already know that these are fearful times of what's going on. But I honestly would suggest that you look to alternatives with the media, corporate news media. I know it's difficult because lots of people in America in particular and everywhere else, but particularly here in the United States, rely on the CNNs and the other networks I just mentioned of the world, the CNNs of the world, to get information. And it's a nationally based and internationally based in the case of CNN, nationally and internationally based network. You don't get real local information from there, where you are where you live. And what you do get is a lot of, I think, confusion. I think you get a lot of alarmism, alarmist messaging. Granted, they do have these forums, uh, fora, you know, Anderson Cooper and Sanjay Gupta. I get that. But even that has a lot of fear-based stuff in it. And it's just not healthy for you. Even though, again, there is some, there are some things in there that are useful, but flashing numbers on a screen at you constantly and telling you that this country has this many people infected and this many people, and I know that you have to report news. But all this does, without giving context to the average viewer, is panicking them, is literally panicking them. And I see this in publications like the new york times when they are throwing up all these numbers and and oh how quickly did the virus spread and all these kinds of things i mean i think the average person reading that is going to be scared to death and while i certainly may have said some things over the last few days that may not have sat comfortably with some of the people here who are listening some of you Um, I have not been throwing numbers at you. I think that that is something that the media loves to do because they live in this who's up, who's down, who's winning, who's losing, who has the most, who has the least kind of world. But they are not talking about the working class. They're not talking about the poor. If you want to talk about who has the most and who has the least, well, we know who has the most. But... What you will also find in watching those networks is that very few of them, if any of them, talk about the working class or the working poor or the homeless, quite frankly, or people in prison. And I think that what governments need to do now is talk more about them, advocate more for them. And I'm going to get into a little bit of dovetailing on that in a few moments. But I would recommend for people As I have a little bit of a tickle in my throat here, I hope I'm not coming down with anything. Excuse me. I would recommend to people to watch C-SPAN. I think C-SPAN is helpful. It doesn't necessarily throw numbers at you. What it does is give you press conferences from governors, and it does cover the guy in the White House and his inept press conferences too. But C-SPAN gives you unfiltered access to all of these events, usually all live. Now, the governor's press conferences sometimes are covered live. I know Governor Cuomo's is. And I know that sometimes others, other governors are. Uh, Ohio Governor uh, Mike DeWine's was the other day on Friday as well. And some of them are not. They are carried recorded. I wish that they carried uh, Trump's press conferences recorded. I really do. I wish every network did that because you're not getting anything from those. It's all about Trump all the time. It's a campaign rally and I've talked about that before and it's full of misinformation and I'm not going to go through that again because I did that um, yesterday or the day before. So what media do you watch? Well, I I do recommend C-SPAN here in the US. You can also get it online you can get it on Twitter um, and I think in many instances if you are watching it online it does require I believe a cable subscription not a hundred percent sure on that or if you do utilize YouTube TV I do believe you may be able to get c-span on there as well so in any event c-span I think is important here are some people I recommend you following on Twitter and you can follow c-span on Twitter at c-span I would recommend media wise, you would follow places like Democracy Now, a very good source for news, more progressive, more broad based information, not just about the US, but around the world and also within the US, things that you are not seeing on MSNBC or CNN and certainly not on Fox News. I'm not going to pretend that people don't watch Fox News. I don't watch Fox News. Uh, I, I've probably looked at Fox News once in the last God knows how many years, and that was just this past week when I, or, or two weeks ago, actually. So I, I don't watch it, but I know that some people do. I would recommend that they don't, but they do. What are you going to do? You cannot. Look, you're going to have people watching Fox News. And, you know, it's full of misinformation and lies, but people still watch it. It's the most watched news network. In the United States. And I put air quotes around the word news. Because it is nothing but propaganda and lies. So I would recommend Democracy Now. I would recommend Free Speech TV. And you can get their website at freespeech.org.com. Very good sources there. You'll find Tom Hartman there. You'll find Randy Rhodes there. Among others. Tom Hartman. T-H-O-M underscore Hartman. H-A-R-T-M-A-N-N. Tom Hartman. You can follow him on Twitter. Randy Rhodes. R-A-N-D-I Rhodes. R-H-O-D-E-S. Randy Rhodes. Another very important Voice on the progressive side, as is Tom Hartman. Both of them give some really good thought-provoking news, discussion, and very, very helpful. Roland Martin as well. Roland, R-O-L-A-N-D-S, as in Sam, Martin. Roland S. Martin on Twitter. Roland Martin has a show called Roland Martin Unfiltered, deals with news from a black perspective, very, very good program. Gives you a lot of news about what is happening in, bl- in black communities all over the country. Very important and helpful. Because you won't get news about what is happening in black communities, except if it's a police officer shooting an unarmed black person. That's pretty much the only time you hear about anything concerning black people in this country, or, you know, from the news, major news networks, or if somebody's being put to death, like Nathaniel Woods was a couple of weeks ago now. I mean, people have forgotten about Nathaniel Woods. And I know that maybe a pandemic will do that. But on the best of days, you know, that's what has been the issue. You know, there's lots of communities we never hear about. So those are just a few of the people I recommend and few, a few of the networks I recommend. The BBC World Service, not the regular BBC, but the BBC World Service is another good source of information domestically, but especially around the world. So The Intercept is another place I recommend that people go to. Very good information there. The Intercept, they can be found on Twitter. I would really recommend them. They give you a lot of in-depth information about a lot of things. So those are just a few of the individuals and organizations I recommend you look at. And The Associated Press is also very good. Even though they do throw up numbers, the AP. AP, on Twitter, they are at AP. Very, They're very good. Uh, again, they do throw numbers in there, though. And I don't think numbers are what we need, quite frankly, but generally their coverage is pretty darn good. So those are just a few to keep you informed. I'm going to do everything I can on this audio cast to keep people informed and advise people to the best that I can. And I will tell you where I get my information from. I will always make that clear. So that you know where you can get it from if you need to do some more in-depth research. Now I recognize that most people are too busy right now. Are too frantic right now. And rightly so. They are fearful. We are living in a world of fear right now. And I talked about 2020 as the year of fear. And I did that before I got the real scale of what is going on with what we are feeling and seeing right now. So I was saying this in February because of you know the way that the democratic primaries were beginning to shape up and because of this menace in the White House. and so that has really come true, unfortunately, and it is this time and it is at this time that people are wondering in America, but in elsewhere, but particularly here in the U.S. Who is looking out for you in these times? We're getting all kinds of mixed messages. And what I would say is that now is the time to ask yourself, what is the governor in your state doing? What is your mayor doing? These are the officials you need to be tuning into and watching. You can consult their websites. You can consult their Twitter pages. If you don't know who your mayor is, you can search online. Search mayor and then your city. Do a quick internet search. And then do those kinds of researches online if you can. And I've talked about this before. Same with the governor in your state. What is your governor doing? And hold them accountable too, by the way. If you don't think they're doing enough or if you need to have a question asked or answered, whatever it might be, Get in touch with them on social media. Try to call them. I know they're very busy right now. But I really would urge you to participate. It will help you. It will help you feel better that you are interacting with them. They may not give you an answer straight away. They may not give you an answer at all. But participating now is important. And so this portion of my... um Audio cast today is really to talk about things that we can do to participate and also pointing out where we are in America specifically. Right now, Doctor Anthony Fauci, who is the head of the National Institutes of Health, is the—I think—the one person that is holding the federal government together right now in terms of their response. He's the one person because everybody else, and perhaps with the exception of Doctor Deborah Birx, he is the one person who realizes that we are facing a real challenge and he stands up there behind Trump as Trump lies and you see the body language from Fauci, this has become a, a game show and Fauci is taking very careful care to correct Trump and also do it delicately in public as Trump continues to lie. It is remarkable, and he's doing it really well, by the way. And he's doing it while, if you can imagine, while he's standing on a tightrope with one leg on it, one foot on it, and the other stuck out at a kind of a 45-degree angle. I mean, that's the very delicate way that Dr. Fauci is doing this and he did it again on Saturday did it yesterday on Saturday with a number of things that he said to correct Trump even when Trump tried to drag him into things about lies you know Fauci was very 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 careful so Dr. Fauci right now knows that he can't quit and he also knows he can't get Trump upset to a degree and it's sad Because we need to make sure that on November 3rd we kick this guy and his administration to the curb. And we also need to make sure, as I've said before, that we elect a democratic senate. We maintain a democratic house. Voting does matter. And even though there is voter suppression, it's important to remember that you must vote. And we can't afford to waste our vote and throw it away. Like some people think is a good idea to not vote for the democratic nominee and that is going to be joe biden i mean he is literally um within striking distance of it these next three weeks by the way are going to be critical because there aren't any primaries that i'm aware of or if there are there's very very few but dr fauci right now is holding this thing together so that's very important FEMA has no clue about masks Nationally, we've seen that there are many people in medical profession, in the medical profession who are asking for masks. And Trump's leadership has been abysmal. He has no leadership. It's a total clown show. Now, what we need is another new deal, the new deal lasted for about six years, or at least it was promulgated in 1933 under FDR, who, by the way, came into office as someone who absolutely was kind of the kind of person, by the way, that Joe Biden is. And quite frankly, his values were very much about business and corporations, and he was an aristocrat himself, more of a conservative Democrat like Joe Biden is. And this is all going to make sense when I circle back to it at the end. But FDR in the midst of the Great Depression. And I've been careful not to mention those words too much. But look, the fact is, is that this is where we could end up if we do not do what we should be doing. And I say we, I mean the federal government. I mean, well, dare I say it, Trump. I'm not rooting for Donald Trump to fail, but he certainly is because he is failing the United States of America, the same United States of America that he was charged in his constitutional oath at the inauguration in 2017 to represent and protect and defend. And he has left us utterly defenseless, especially now in the midst of this pandemic, which is why Dr. Fauci is, incredibly important in that administration right now incredibly because right now trump has only sycophants standing around him he's fired everybody everybody or they've quit and that's the quickest way to empty out and get rid of government isn't it and that's what trump wants it's what steve bannon wants dr fauci recognizes all of this and recognizes that his expertise as a virologist and his advice is so important, and you should listen to him. If you're going to watch those press conferences at all, <laughs> mute the darn thing <laughs> when Trump is speaking or when these other officials are speaking. And I make a couple of exceptions. Dr. Burks is very good. I would listen to the Surgeon General, though I think he is not offered a lot. But when Dr. Fauci speaks, please unmute, please unmute your TV set. (laughs) If you're watching one, if you have a TV, he's very important. But most of all, your state and local officials are even more so. But the New Deal was a very important thing. FDR came in and he was very much like a Joe Biden. But the circumstances of the times changed him. There was a Great Depression. It was ugly. It was something that we were still in. There was World War II. I mean, it was rough. In fact, quite frankly, much rougher than it is now. And the New Deal was something that was promulgated in '33, and it went through 1939. And it dealt with Restoring America, the economic packages that were being given were robust. And there were two of them because the first one was not as strong. Designed to stimulate the economy, designed to put people back to work, designed to tax people who were richer, designed to bring unions into the fold strongly, to rebuild industry in America, to strengthen it, to facilitate social security coming in. In the 1930s, all these things, safety nets, the social safety nets were promulgated to give people access to using things that government could help them with social services, health care. At least the gateway to it, social security benefits, unemployment benefits, that's what the New Deal was about. agriculture being strengthened you had the second new deal in 1935 again another this time an even more robust package economically there were unemployment rate unemployment rates in some states of 80 and 90% during the great depression during the 1930s incredible amounts of unemployment people now are talking about 20% if this crisis continues to go where it is Let me tell you something. In 1933, 34, 35, all throughout that time, during the Depression era, unemployment in places like Ohio and other states was up to 80 and 90%. And so what the New Deal did, the second New Deal particularly, is really counter that with robust economic aid and help to people in America. It was so important. And the economy was stimulated. People went back to work. People had jobs. You know, they had a living wage. The economic bill of rights that FDR promulgated, that brought about, advocated all these things and more. It was a mechanism to give people hope again, to give people help. You had the Works Progress Administration, a WPA, to provide jobs for people who are unemployed. This was the second New Deal in 1935. More federal programs to help people like you, like me, like anybody. FDR's Social Security Act, 1935. Pensions, unemployment, like I said earlier. And the same challenges were being faced. We had opposition then to FDR. FDR is being opposed by billionaires then. The forces of organized money are unanimous in their hate for me and I welcome their hatred. That was in 1936. He told a crowd at Madison Square Garden in New York, the world's most famous arena. This was in 1936, everybody. Quote, I should like to have it said of my first administration that in it the forces of selfishness and of lust for power have met their match. And I should like to have it said of my second administration that in it these forces have met their master. This was the new FDR. He didn't start out like this. The times dictated he had to change. The people and the situations that people were in in America back in the 30s dictated FDR had to change his tune. And he spoke like this throughout the 30s and he won the election by a landslide. It wasn't close. This country was boosted, especially by that second new deal. In 1935. People were joining unions. As I said, and it was incredible what happened then. FDR was the right president at the right time in this country because the forces around him dictated that he had to change. And boy, did he ever. And this country was all the better for it. My point is that we need another new deal right now. Bigger than what is being proposed in Congress, what the House is proposing, what they've passed, what the Senate has passed. We need a much more robust package than what is being offered. And we need less focus on these billionaire companies, the airline industry itself. We need less focus on them and we need to focus on the workers. We need to focus on the workers of the airline industry, of the automobile industry, of the restaurant industry, of the prison industry, of the medical industry, of all industries across this nation. We need a robust package to help those individuals on the front lines in transportation, who drive the buses, who drive the trains. We need a more robust strengthening of unions in this country. And over the last what, 80 years? We have seen an erosion in unions, and particularly under Ronald Reagan. I suggest that we are still living in a world of Reagan, Reaganonics. Ronald Reagan, 1981, when he came in, things began to change. He fired the air traffic controllers unions. He fired air traffic controllers. Unionization declined in this country. Laws were put in. To really limit unions in the states. There are still some unions remaining. But very few. Very few. They're still around. But not in force like they were in the 1930s and 40s. And even into the 70s. That changed radically. And I think now what we need to do. Is lobby. Our senators. And our congressperson. Call them at 202 two two five three one two one. That's two zero two 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 five three one two one and tell them that you need that, that Congress needs and the Senate needs House and Senate need to bolster the age package for the everyday person. A thousand dollars is not enough for the average person. It just isn't. A one time payment of a thousand dollars. In fact this package is pretty much being proposed or it's already been it's gone through. I'm not sure which. But this affects different economic levels. So if you are poor, you are getting some money, but not a whole heck of a lot. And if you are making over $99,000, you are getting pretty much nothing. And if you're in between there, you're getting only a modest amount of money. Same thing in the UK, £94 a week or a month. I think it's £94 a week. That's Boris Johnson, part of Boris Johnson's package and he passed uh, he proposed to put in actually um 80% reimbursement of workers um in in many industries uh, a reimbursement of 80% of the salaries i think but then this 94 pounds a week thing is absolutely a joke but my point here in the us is that we need to get active call congress even now 202 225 3121 Whether they answer the phones or not, if there's a message board and there should be, leave a message. Tell Congress, call your senators and call your congressperson. If you don't know who they are, you can do an internet search. And leave a message and and demand that the Senate and the House pass a stronger package for the everyday person. I mean, it's very important. This is what we can do to act. And I urge you to do it. I really do. If you're on Twitter and you know who your senator, senators are and your house representative, please tweet them. Tweet them, email them, write them. Please do that. It's going to be, it's, you need to call them and let them know. And you can get their phone numbers directly as well, but you can also ask the strip, the switchboard to put you through to them. They will be, they were in session yesterday in the Senate. And C-SPAN is the place to look at what people are doing in the Senate and in the House and watch the debates if you want to, if you have time on your hands, and you certainly do now. So that's important. The New Deal is where we need to get back to in the United States, especially now. And these conditions now, as serious as they are, weren't nearly as serious as the ones back in the 1920s and 30s. And that is important perspective that you're not going to get in the corporate news media. We now need to use any fear that we might have to act to protect ourselves with proper information, basic, clear information that's clear and concise and consistent, and we need to act by calling Congress at 202-225-3121. I think that's essential at the moment. We need another new deal. Demand it. Tell your congressperson, tell your two senators, we need a new deal package, a robust one, the second new deal. We need that all over again to stimulate the economy. You're not going to do it by tax cuts to the rich. That's what Trump wants. We need a robust second new deal. We need that again here. And we need to tell Congress that. So please tell them that. Once again, tell your congressperson, tell your two senators, make that very clear. This is an election year. A lot of these senators are up for re-election. A lot of them are Republican. And as I've said, we need four, a net gain in the Senate this November of four Democrats in the Senate. And if we get a net gain of four Democratic seats in the Senate, we will win back control of of the United States Senate. This is why voting is very important. It's not just about donald trump and joe biden because joe biden is going to be the nominee look it's going to happen probably not immediately because we still got primaries to go but that's where the trend is he is literally within 700 delegates or so of getting there so let's get really honest here i'm a bernie Sanders supporter and i think bernie has not dropped out yet although last week i was saying you know there is going to be a time where he's going to have to and i think he should really consider his position Um, and I've written about this even more uh, directly and bluntly and gone further than what I've just said. But Bernie's presence is important right now, even though he's not going to win the nomination. What he is doing right now is pushing the agenda, pushing the progressive agenda, which I've always said that Bernie supporters should be doing, is pushing Joe Biden right now. And that is what Bernie is doing right now. Believe me, he is not really arguing To stay in the race. I mean he is still in the race. And obviously he's trying to persuade people. But he's seen it. His campaign knows it. I'm no longer getting. Donation offers. Directly for his campaign. I'm getting offers from his campaign now. In my inbox. That talk about well. Split your donation amongst this group. Amongst for this charity. For this for that. He's not talking about his own campaign anymore. Not only does he know that the handwritings on the wall, he's being selfless in now telling you to act on the great on behalf of the greater good, which is what he has to do. And what Joe Biden's currently doing is criticizing the president, which I think, oh my God, I mentioned the P word, the so-called president in quotes. He's criticizing Trump, which is good, but I think he also needs to continue to advocate what he is going to do. And he has been doing that to a degree, but he's been largely doing it on social media. And he needs to be, I think, a bit more prominent than that. So there's a two-pronged attack by people at the top in terms of the president's race, but we need to get down into the weeds and talk about what's happening around us. And so that's very important. I know local news um, is helpful, but it's also Got some of the same kind of fear based um, stuff in it, which I really am against. There's the Marshall Plan. You know, the Marshall Plan, by the way, was something that was instituted. This is different because it helped European nations. So this is different. The Marshall Plan, by the way, George Marshall, World War II, masterminded the victory for the Allies for American, definitely. Uh, under President Truman at the time, the Marshall Plan was instituted a $12 billion package for European nations. And then NATO came out of this, the North Atlantic treaty organization came out of this by the way in the 1950s so for four years 40 or five years 47 through 52 a 12 billion dollar economic aid package to european nations helped them get back on their feet after the disastrous damage uh, of world war ii and what the nazis did and, and all of that germany was benefited too by the way all of these nations So if the Marshall Plan can be instituted for European nations, we can definitely have a new deal again here in the US. I know it dealt with war. We don't need Trump, quite frankly, going and sending letters to Kim Jong-un. I think that's just ridiculous. This is an adversary, an enemy of the United States. North Korea and his dictatorship there, Kim Jong-un's dictatorship and all of that is anathema to what The United States is supposed to be about and sending letters to a dictator in an enemy country is not wise. Trump is offering to help North Korea, but he is not doing very much at all to help the United States. He didn't send letters out to, at least we don't get public information about it, you know, to all the, to Italy. Did he send one to Italy? Maybe he has, but the corporate news media has not reported that. But all of a sudden, there's all this reporting today about Kim Jong-un getting a letter from Trump offering help. We need help here. And Trump has failed in his attempts. In fact, he's not attempted anything. And there's so much information about how he sat on his hands. I've talked about it. U.S. intelligence agencies warned him in January about what was going to happen, he knew about this and of course he continues to lie about it yesterday at the press conference he lied, he should stop these press conferences and I know he's not going to, this is a campaign rally for him as I've said before, Rachel Maddow talked about this on Friday saying that he that the media should stop covering his rallies live, take him recorded which I agree with, but the reality is and Rachel knows this too by the way is that her bosses. Are interested in ad revenue. Not what's right. The only thing they see. That they think is right. Is the bottom line for them. Which is a profit. So what else can we do? Self help. Take your temperature. If you can. If you have a thermometer. If you have one of these things you can buy. One of these kind of laser pointer guns. guns, Where you can fire these laser pointer guns. And they have an infrared signal that hits your head. And that's your temperature taken. If you can do that, I would take a walk. Definitely helps. Here in San Francisco, the weather was just incredible. Yesterday, I urge you to take a walk if you can do that. I urge you to get some fresh air if you can't walk around if you have a balcony, if you have a window that you can stick your head out of for a little while, please go to that window. Open the window. Shout out, I'm as man. No, no. <laughs> We're not going to go there. We're not going to do uh, Frank um, uh, Beal in the uh, network. We're not going to go there. But <laughs> Peter Finch. But my point is, go to a window, get some fresh air if you can't get out, if you are not ambulatory um, and you can't exercise the way that people who are able-bodied can, practice mindfulness. That's that's something that does not require physical movement. If you're in a position to do that, then practice mindfulness, and I've talked about that in um, previous editions of The Politocrat, and you can find those. On all kinds of platforms now. And there will be more coming. A YouTube channel has just been launched. And there's going to be a lot more. The Politocrat can be found on all platforms now. Or pretty much many of them. Where you get your podcasts at least. So on iTunes you can find it. Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts. Spotify, Anchor, and many uh, numerous others. So please be on the lookout for that. Also, the Twitter handle is at the underscore politocrat. That's P O L I T I C R A T. And my own Twitter handle individually is at the popcorn R E E L. What else can you do to just have a little bit more fun in these troubled times? You can watch movies, obviously. There's a, an abundance of them. There are some cable services that are now offering free movies, F-R-E-E, free of charge, that you can just watch. Additional ones or free. I mean, there are always free movies on cable uh, cable subscription network, uh, companies. But there are now some premium cable services like HBO that are being offered free of charge for some people, depending on the cable system that you subscribe to. There's Netflix, of course. That's the platform that I think a lot of people are watching. Netflix must be making out like bandits right now. Globally, Netflix is raking in money. And I would recommend Netflix. There's lots of other ones out there. Hulu and all of those. I don't even want to say the name of the one that everybody I know watches or a lot of people do. I'm not going to mention their name. You know, you know who they are and you know who owns them. But I I do recommend Netflix. I will wholeheartedly trumpet, for lack of a better word, Netflix. And on the lighter side, the lighter side than that, even more light than that, the final thing I want to talk about is what some of the celebrity set are doing. Some musicians are doing, some others are doing to on social media, really to make this world feel better in a time of crisis. And Madonna did this a couple of days ago. And I I think it's, it's really quite funny. You know, I, I just, I think she's, She's hilarious. This is really good from Madonna. Go, let's go eat some fried fish, fried fish. Come on. (laughs) Oh, I only play the poor, a small part of it, but. (laughs) Yeah, fried fish. Now, I'm not a fan of fried fish. I talked about that earlier. Um fried chicken or fried fish, um, but you can lightly fry fish. I mean, you can lightly, like I advocated, you can lightly do it. You know, you can do, but look, look, you are going to eat what you want to eat. <laughs> I'm not saying that you shouldn't eat what you're eating. I pref- This is, I think, a healthier way to go. And it's something that is going to strengthen your immune system. And I think, especially now, or at any time of the year, but particularly now, strengthening your immune system and strengthening it to fight back against what's going on is a wise thing. Believe me. It is a wise thing. (laughs) Madonna is... Actually, Madonna is absolutely funny. Uh, Very funny stuff. And this is all about, you know, trying to lift the spirits of people. A lot of people are feeling uncertain and fearful for good and understandable reasons. So, you know, this is... This is what people are doing. Here's what Neil... This is just a part of what Neil Diamond was up to uh, yesterday on Twitter. Hi, everybody. This is Neil Diamond. And I know we're going through a rough time right now. But I love you. And I think maybe if we sing together, well, we'll just feel a little bit better. Give it a try, okay? Where it began. I can't begin. but then I know it's growing strong, wasn't the spring, and spring became the summer, me I won't touch you <laughs> sweet Caroline oh Neil Diamond <laughs> see that this is the thing that is gonna get us through right yes it's very bleak right now I'm not gonna talk and pretend that, oh, it's all fine. It's not for many, for all of us, quite frankly. This is a really troubling time. We are at a very uncertain time. And we are very vulnerable right now while we've got someone in the White House who is bent on, you know, ending uh, the US as we know it. And I'll just be blunt. And even with that backdrop that's really scary is stuff like what Madonna's been doing, what you just heard from Neil Diamond, What I've seen on the internet from a number of people, a lot of really good people out there who are doing really good things. And I I know I did point out just those two, but I really want to give a big, big shout out because there's so many people doing this as well. But I want to give a big, big shout out to DJ D-Nice. He really was the best thing about the internet yesterday on social media he was the best thing because what did he do for over nine hours in fact he broke his own record nine and a half hours he dj'd on instagram and it was absolutely brilliant i really do recommend that you follow dj d nice on twitter dj d nice is the handle And his name is D-Nice. He has been DJing for such a long time. He is very good friends with and has been parts of groups with um, all of the, you know, some of the big time rappers back in the day. And my my head is going blank at the moment with who. (laughs) So I'm sorry about that, D-Nice. But D-Nice is the guy, DJ D-Nice on Twitter. But on Instagram, follow him. There because that's where he really does his work. And follow him on Instagram. If you have Instagram, follow him at D nice. And it's it's he's incredible. He played every I mean he he was brilliant yesterday. He did club quarantine and that's what he's been doing now actually for a number of days. And he's gonna do another one today beginning at six PM Eastern Time in the United States, three PM Pacific time. You really have to, if you, if you don't have Instagram, and I know it's owned by Zuckerberg of Facebook. Oh, God, Facebook is just, oh, it's so toxic. I, but yes, he owns Facebook and he owns WhatsApp. You know, <laughs> these guy's own every, you know, that's what deregulation does, right? It, it, you know, it's what Bill Clinton's Telecommunication Act did. Consolidated media platforms and media. So that you have about five people owning 98% of every, of what you see and hear and read. It, it, ugh. Anyway, anyway, anyway. My point is, please, if you don't have an Instagram account, I recommend you get one. <laughs> Instagram's actually decent. You know, and people seem to be nicer on Instagram. There's obviously lots of exceptions to that. But they seem to be nicer on Instagram than they are on Twitter. I have an Instagram account (laughs) at Popcorn Reel. That's Popcorn R-E-E-L. If you must, follow me on there. (laughs) But really, I recommend strongly, please, get an Instagram account, get connected with people, especially now. It's uh, primarily photo sharing, some video, but photo sharing. I I really recommend... And follow Dean Ice and join his... Club quarantine parties. His club quarantine global dance parties are the best. And he rose to the occasion yesterday for nine plus, nine and a half hours. You have people like the first lady, Michelle Obama, in there joining on. I mean, they all joined. I mean, they didn't come on camera. It was literally a shot of DJ Nice DJing for nine and a half hours in Los Angeles at his home. And it's incredible. And he was just spinning track after track after track after track. He went old school. He went new school. He went all in between. He even had a, a brief tribute to Kenny Rogers. And I didn't know Kenny Rogers, by the way, was a Trump supporter. You know, that's unfortunate. But Kenny Rogers, look, Kenny Rogers really produced some great music. And he was a decent person Um, I may not agree with him. I didn't know he was a Trump supporter. I only knew that, found out out yesterday, someone told me. On Instagram, by the way. But look, the point is, is that Dean Ice was just incredible yesterday. And he just continued to spin all these tracks, playing all these tracks. He had so many different people around the world joining that party. At one point, there were over 100,000 people who had joined in on Instagram to watch up any part or at one point, any part of his global dance party called club quarantine, hashtag club quarantine was trending number one on Twitter yesterday. It was just a phenomenal event. What a happening. It lifted people's spirits. I even felt my spirits lifted up even more. It was the perfect thing. It was the next best thing to taking a walk. Believe me. So if you are someone who cannot get out of your house because you're quarantined, literally it's called club quarantine, or because you're someone who is not able-bodied. You know, that you do have, that you are a person who has disabilities, that you're not able to be able-bodied. Club quarantine is the best thing you can do. It's one of the best things after eating healthy. (laughs) club quarantine is terrific and it he's going to do another one of these today d nice and it's going to be again at 6 p.m eastern 3 p.m pacific i don't know if he's going to go for nine hours plus again but he's been doing these parties every every day of recent days and i didn't even know this and like i said so many different people tuned in over a hundred thousand people did at one point and you had as i said the First Lady Michelle Obama was in there. You had Valerie Jarrett in there. You had I mean Ava DuVernay in there. Elizabeth Warren in there. Bernie Sanders joined in there. You had Joe Biden joining in there. You had Diddy joining. You had I mean you had so many people and I've I've forgotten so many names. There's so many people that joined in. It was just absolutely incredible. Incredible stuff and I really wish I could remember. The sheer volume of names. Spinderella joined in, you know. You, you you had Bruno Mars dropping in, dropping by. You 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 had um, <laughs> so many Eric B. from Eric B. and Rakim. Remember them? Oh my gosh! They, and he D Nice played their tracks. It was incredible. What a happening that was! And my goodness me, I want to just say all of this is to say to D Nice, thank you so very much for that. You have no idea, and I think you do have an idea, but I really, (laughs) I don't know if you do have an idea of just how many people around the world felt better because of what you did on Saturday, throughout the day. It was just remarkable. Philip Bailey of Earth, Wind & Fire dropped by. I mean, there were so many people. Michael Rappaport dropped by and So, I mean, there were so many people. Donnie Wahlberg dropped by. Maria Sharapova dropped by. I mean, there were so many people in that place. Dool Hill. And I mean, uh, Ellen Pompeo. I believe that's her name from Grey's Anatomy. She dropped by. There were so many people in this thing. And... This is something that is going to be the difference. How we treat each other, how we lift each other up, we dance, we sing, the things that I just played for you with what Neil Diamond did there, really cheeky stuff, what Madonna did, I know I I, I kind of cut it short, and I apologize for that. But these are the things that are going to get us through these times. And there's going to be the pain that we're experiencing, many of us, and we need to participate in calling Congress at 202-225-3121. And we need to demand more of them. These are the people that got into office because of us. So we have to now demand that they work for us, especially now. We've got to pay attention to what the governor of our state is saying and what he or she is doing. Same thing with our mayor, what he or she is doing, what they are doing. Very important. Those are the people that we need to listen to for information and then push them. Because there's things that Governor Cuomo in New York is not doing. He is not helping the incarcerated, who are really at risk right now. And he needs to. He needs to. He's not releasing them from this from detention centers, which he must do. And he's not doing it. I, If I'm in New York right now, and if I'm listening to this in New York... What I would be doing is contacting the governor's office. I would be pushing them. I would be getting on Twitter. And I would be tweeting. Governor Cuomo's office at governor. Well, You can just search Andrew Cuomo. His last name is C-U-O-M-O. Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo. Search that name on Twitter and you will find what his exact handle is. I don't want to give out the wrong thing. So this is what's going to make the difference. These are some of the things that we need. And so, thank you very much for listening. Please take a walk. <laughs> please do if you can. Please stick your head out of a window if you can do that. Please pract- please please practice mindfulness and please eat as healthy as you can. If you need to snack, roasted unsalted peanuts are the best yeah you could probably have some uh, blue corn chips that are organic you can have those too (laughs) I would make a better surgeon general come on (laughs) (laughs) take care everybody thank you for listening to this edition of the Politocrat